0: Welcome to the Love Is Coming podcast, the must-listen show for single women struggling to attain or sustain a romantic relationship. I'm your host Persia Lawson, author, speaker, and according to the Times Magazine, one of the UK's most successful love coaches. Before that, I was a serial cheat and obsessive love addict, but I'm now a bride-to-be and in the best relationship of my life. So... If you're trying to do the work on your love life, you are definitely in the right place. But here on the Love is Coming podcast, we serve your education with a side of entertainment. Expect serious stuff talked about not so seriously, solo Agony episodes with yours truly, and guest episodes showcasing some of the best in the biz in ways you've never seen them before. So, got a dating dilemma? Swiping right, but haven't yet found Mr. Right then let's get raw, real, and a little bit inappropriate because love is coming for your baby in more ways than one. Hello, hello, hello. So, new relationships, exciting, spicy, a lot of fun. However, they're not always easy. At least they certainly were not for me. So this is why I decided to explore how to successfully navigate the hard bits of them in the final third of my new book, Love Is Coming, which is called Commit. So if you are currently in the throes of a new love story yourself, or you struggle to get past the three-month mark when dating, or you slip into anxiety and obsession whenever you start a new relationship, then this episode will help you. I promise it will. And in it, I will share the real reason your relationships are so triggering, How to stop sex ruining your relationship before it even starts, plus the only way to successfully move from dating to committed relationships. So, we are going to dive straight in. So, the real, really, I'll say that again. The real reason new relationships are so triggering. So, there's an expression that I heard in very early on in an Al-Anon meeting, Al-Anon is a 12-step fellowship. I've talked about it quite a lot. Um, It's for friends and families of addicts and alcoholics. I got into it, got a decade ago now, back in um, the beginning of 2011. Um, I first read about it in a book called Women Who Love Too Much. God, I went completely blank then. Women Who Love Too Much. That book, it's by uh, an American therapist called Robin Norwood. It completely transformed my life. Um, And essentially, that book talks about codependency. It talks about dysfunctional relationships with men. It talks about the way that us women, people please, don't have any boundaries, uh, stay in very toxic relationships. And it, yeah, it completely transformed my life. And it, it, it talked about Al-Anon. And as I grew up with my parents struggling with drug addiction, it really was um, the best place that I could have gone to do the deep, deep inner work and healing that I needed to do in order to be ready for, um, to get myself ready for a healthy relationship. So I heard this expression, this idea that we attract the person whose teeth fit our wound and vice versa. Such a powerful uh, little saying, that one, isn't it? We attract the person whose teeth fit our wound and vice versa. Why is that? Because it's familiar, because it's what we know. So for example, if you had a dad that was really critical of you, then dating a man who's also very critical and controlling makes a lot of sense because it's familiar. It is the dynamic that you know. So I want you just to think about now, what is a pattern that I've seen in my romantic life, time and time again? What kind of guys am I? Uh, do I tend to date? Like, what are the qualities, negative qualities, of the guys? Maybe they're really flaky. Maybe they're super jealous and controlling. Um, maybe, like me, they tend to have very, very addictive personalities. What is that pattern that you attract again and again? What is it in you? that is drawn to that type of person, even though you know it never works out. Essentially, it's a way of you staying safe, because it's better the devil you know, even if you don't get what you want, you know how that feels, you know how that story goes. So when we attract a partner, this really is when all our shit comes up. So... You know, I always say that you you want to have had a significant period of time on your own before you're going to be ready for a healthy partner and relationship because you need to get right with you. You need to get the relationship with you in a good place. It's never going to be perfect, but you if, if it's not in a, a solid place, that is like the foundation that you build any relationship with someone else on. If, if your relationship with you is not in a solid place, you do not have a hope in hell Of a relationship with someone else being in a good place, because your relationships are only ever going to be as healthy as your relationship with yourself is. This has taken me years to learn. And I'm still, you know, I still have to be reminded of it on a daily basis, in all honesty. When I start panicking that something is not in a good place with me and Joe, I have to remind myself that the first place I need to start with is okay, so how is my relationship with me? What's going on with me? What am I struggling with? Because Once I get that sorted, my relationship with Joe, without shadow of a doubt, always works itself out if we're going through a tough time. So all of our shit comes up. That is why new relationships are so triggering. And if you do what I used to do, which is just jump from relationship to relationship to relationship, because you're terrified to sit with yourself and be on your own, because quite frankly, you hate yourself, or at the very least, you don't like yourself, you don't you you don't like sitting with yourself, then you are only going to be taking all that baggage from relationship to relationship to relationship. So is there anything else I want to say? I mean, but, okay, I'm going to just fess up. I just recorded this episode and for some reason it didn't save and I'm so livid. But you know what? I was waffling and you know that if you listen to this podcast, you know, that's something I'm very prone to do. So I'm just going to try and be a little bit more streamlined and trust that this is obviously the recording that it was supposed to be. So I'm going to move on to point two. Okay. How to stop sex ruining your relationship before it even starts. So there is a story that I share in the third part um, of my book, Love is Coming, and it's quite frankly hilarious on this topic. I won't ruin it for you. But what I will say is the general theme and message of that chapter is you need to talk and communicate with the person that you're going to have sex with before you have sex. What does it mean for you? For example, if for you, like me, like I used to just assume that the other person understood that for me, if we're having sex, then that meant I didn't want them to have sex with anyone else. I just thought they would get that. If you've not had that conversation, then they don't owe you diddly bloody squat. Their people are not mind readers. You have to be brave enough to communicate what sex, what what expectations you have around sex. You know, communication or lack of it around sex is one of the biggest contributors to the breakdown of um, romantic dynamics. I see it time and time and time again with the women I coach, and like me, it often takes a fair while for them to understand that you absolutely are within your right to have and and not just you're right like it's 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 very wise it's logical to communicate what sex means for you and what you what you expect and you know also like where are you at in your life? What do you desire? If you want to be in a committed relationship, then just be upfront around it. Like you're not saying that you want it with this person if you've only just met them. You're just saying like this is where I'm at in my life. You know, sometimes you might be in a place where you've come out of relationship six, you know, a serious relationship six months ago. And what you want, you know what? I'm being honest. I know that in the future, I want a committed relationship and I want to build life with someone, but I only broke up with someone six months ago. And in all honesty, that's not long enough. I always say to clients, at least a year, at the very least a year between serious relationships, because that's like the minimum time it's going to take for you to really work through all the healing that that you need to, so that you can start the next relationship fresh. What is that noise? Reggae? I think that's my dog. Sorry, it sounded like there was a rat in the room. <laughs> God, that really freaked me out because once when um, Joe and I were in Thailand at the beginning of last year, actually, we woke up because there was a rat scratching around in the ceiling, the room we were in. And it was terrifying. Every single night, we're in this bloody tin like, shack thing by the beach. <gasps> it was horrible. Anyway, I digress. So, uh, bu- 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 sex, sex, sex. Yeah, you need to tell them. I don't know. I feel like I was saying something quite important for that, but I've forgotten. Um, you've got to be upfront. You've got to be clear around what's Oh, that's it. So, so six months Yeah. You need to have at least a year before serious relationships. So that's it. You so six months um, after a big breakup, you might be like, Do you know what? I want to have a bit of a summer fling. I feel healthy and ready enough to have a bit of a fling with someone, but not ready to jump into a serious relationship. Be upfront with that person, and you never know; it might change. But they deserve you. If you want people to be upfront around where they are at, you need to be upfront with where you are at as well. Another side of the sex conversation is, oh God, this is another story I share in the book. Um, you need to take your reproductive ability seriously if you are a woman. I didn't for such a long time, literally for most of my life. I uh, the, Okay, let's just say that the title of this chapter in my book is called Withdrawal. I think that says it all. Um that was basically how I, that was my method of birth control. And I, you know, and I just essentially crossed my fingers and hoped for the best. And I'm very fortunate that, um, you know, it, it. I I didn't get pregnant when I didn't want to. But, you know, I've seen this time and time again like with friends and with clients where they don't take it seriously like I did and they weren't so lucky. And it it's very... You know it's complicated what ends up happening as a result of that, and um, you know it can involve a lot of trauma. And you know it's not funny. Like I used to just be like, oh, like I honestly used to just sort of think it was a bit of a laugh and think it was hilarious. And actually, it's not. It's really immature. So this is what I want to say to you: if you are bonking someone casually and you and you you know you would not want to get pregnant with this person, um, or you fear they would not want to get pregnant with you. You need to grow up and you need to take some fucking responsibility. And I, I know that sounds really harsh, but really this is a message to my younger self. Grow the fuck up, darling. Um, I, think, I think that's all I need to say on the matter. Grow the fuck up. Because honestly, like seeing people I love go through some really traumatic stuff around it. I wouldn't want that for you. I just would not want that for you. So don't uh, do what I've also seen people do, women do in the past, uh, not many, but a, a, a few, where you don't talk about it and you end up getting pregnant because you, you kind of wanted to get pregnant and it's a, a way of you hoodwinking a man into commitment. That does not go down so well either. Just be clear and upfront about everything to do with sex, including what it is exactly you desire. If you have a particular fetish, why not the fuck, you know, share it. Share it. Why not? Um, I used to have, um, you know, sleep with a guy and it was, you know, they had no idea what they were doing Um, or at least whatever they were doing just wasn't working for me. And I would sort of do the old fake it because I didn't want to upset them. What a waste of time. What is the point in having sex if you're not even enjoying it? Just be kind and compassionate and just sort of gently guide them to what you like to do. I wasn't actually planning on sharing that point, but I think it is a very important point. Okay, so moving on to the final point. The only way to successfully move from dating to committed relationship. You need to understand that it is not gonna happen on its own. Again, crossing your fingers and hoping for the best, like I used to, is a really bad strategy. If you wanna move from dating to committed relationship, you need to remember what I shared earlier. This is where all your shit is gonna come up. And, you know, really tempt you to behave manipulatively, to not tell the truth, to to play it cool and aloof because this is what we are conditioned into doing by the society we live in. We are, we are kind of essentially indoctrinated to feel that the way of getting our romantic needs met is to to hide them and to lie about them and to put on a performance. And it really isn't. You know, that might work superficially in the short term to hoodwink a partner in, you know, the whole game playing crap, but it is not going to get you a healthy, soulful, lasting relationship. It's not going to work for you in the long run. Of course it isn't. Games are games, you know, for a reason, like they are, they, they are not going to lead to a healthy relationship because they are not, you are not telling the truth when you are playing a game about who you are or what you want. And if you are not doing those two things, telling the truth about who you are and what you want, then the other person doesn't really know you. And if the other person doesn't really know you, how on earth can you expect to ever have a, an authentic, intimate relationship? Those are like the foundations you need. If you don't have those two things in place, you ain't got nothing, honey. So please, please, please understand that you're going to have to get disciplined you're going to have to put your your big girl pants on. Like I said in the point before, you're going to have to start taking some responsibility and you're going to have to get some form of support. Now there's so many different forms of support. You've got this podcast here and this is great, but in all honesty, listening to a podcast, whilst it'll give you some awareness, it is not the same as having real support and, and accountability. Accountability is without a shadow of a doubt, the reason I have anything good that I have in my life today. It's the reason I have a great business. It's a reason that I uh, have been able to afford the house I've lived, I live in now. Um, it's the reason I have a great relationship with my partner. It was It's the reason I even have a relationship with, with a partner in the first place, because I got accountable. I got really clear on what I wanted. Then I got clear around what the biggest blocks and challenges were that were stopping me from getting that thing I wanted. And then I worked with someone to help me um, basically stop bullshitting myself. And you might not be in a position to enroll in one of my programs or any program or work with a coach one-to-one. This is why I wanted to create my new book, Love is Coming, to give you the support and you know, give you deep insights that, you know, a, a book is more of an investment, and I mean, you know, you have to pay for it. I've made it really cheap. I've made it under a tenner, so it's a bit of a no-brainer. But it is more of an investment than um, of your time and energy than listening to a half an hour or even an hour podcast. Like my book is probably going to take a a good few days to read at best, um, and. Yeah, I, I wrote this book, whether you are single, you know, to, to be of use to you, whether you're single, whether you're taken, whether you're somewhere in between, which is where most of our, you know, many people do fall in my audience. Certainly it is here to help you find and keep the incredible relationship you've always wanted, but, but have never really believed is possible for you. I know speaking as someone who is an absolute disaster in my lover for such a long time, that it absolutely is possible for you to get that. But only if you are willing to do the work. And even if where you're at right now, it's just you are starting out, you haven't really looked at your love life much, but you are starting out. You know, as I said earlier, it all started with a book for me. But that book then led to something else, which led to something else. You know, it's, we never are done. We are always growing and evolving. And it's so important to understand that. But I, you know, I really believe in the power of books because they are, they are a low sort of investment price-wise. And that's, you know, I was a skin actress, so I didn't have money to spend on one-to-one coaching back, back, you know, a decade ago when I started out on this journey. But because it's a time investment, you know, you really spend time when you're reading a book, you know, hours and hours with, um, with the author, essentially. It's a commitment especially nowadays where our attention spans are so short, like a book is a commitment of your energy. And I really believe it sort of sends out um, a message to the universe, like I'm taking this seriously. And the next step is then uh, then getting accountable. So before I forget, if you are interested in the book, please do click the link in the show notes or go to loverscomingbook.com to find out more. You can read the introduction for free via that link. And you can get some other goodies as well to get you started on this journey if you are new here. But the next step after you start getting awareness, and you're already getting awareness just by listening to this podcast, the next step is getting accountable. And I wanted to make it again because I am i wrote this book for the sort of 25-year-old version of me who was skint and didn't have money for, for pro, uh, coaching programs or working one-to-one. I've created a free Facebook group, a brand new free Facebook group. It is the official Facebook group for the book, The Love Is Coming Lounge. So this is an exclusive VIP area for the readers of the book to connect with one another, to um, share your insights from the book, as well as any progress or wins from your own romantic journey. And I'm gonna also be running regular free love trainings in there. It's really about community, that group. Because once you are on that journey and you start connecting with other people who are on the same journey as you, that's when you start to experience real shifts. And I promise you, you know, just having that support and accountability, you will then be guided to the next right step for you along your journey. That is how I ended up meeting Joe. It was four and a half years from, when, from the moment of reading that book, Women Who Love Too Much by Robin Norwood to meet Joe. And the work I'm doing, the reason I started this career in love coaching is I wanted to fast track, you know, it doesn't need to take as long as it took me because honestly, there wasn't really, um, that book was a real start, but it wasn't, it didn't give me the next step. It kind of got me started. And so what I've been doing with in my business over the last, however many years is creating a system that takes you from where you are right at the beginning to all the way to not just getting that relationship, but now I've got clients that I'm supporting through their relationships. It's an ongoing process. It's essentially like an ecosystem. So wherever you are at, you can get that level of support that you need. So my darlings, I hope this episode has been helpful. Please do come and tell me over on Instagram, my Instagram, which is at Persia Lawson, which of these three tips resonated for you the most and why. Have a good day. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. I really do hope these episodes help you find dates that become mates and flings that become things with men who are ready, willing, and able to actually commit. Please be sure to like, share, subscribe, and leave me a review if you're getting value from these episodes. This helps the podcast rank higher so it can reach other people who want or need the support. To have your question answered, send it over to podcast at persialawson.com and we'll get to it ASAP. See you next week, gorgeous. I release a new episode every Tuesday. But until then, remember, love is coming for you. So surrender to the festival that is life on planet Earth and trust that what misses you was not meant for you and what's meant for you will not miss you, including your soulmate.